it's time for um hello a jersey shore recap podcast hi um hello Hi, welcome to Um Hello, our Jersey Shore recap podcast, where we do episode by episode breakdowns and we keep accidentally matching. <laughs> I love it. This is season one, episode six, and I am your host, G Wow. And I'm Cookie. We're Cookie and G Wow. <laughs> and today's episode is called Boardwalk Blow Ups. And there is, in fact, a boardwalk blow up this episode there is we pick right back up with the drama of Vinny having stolen the boss's girl unknowingly and the next day of course the very next day he has a shift and has to go to work and see danny um i would be shitting bricks if i had if i'd stole my boss's girlfriend and had to go to work the next day Oh, I think Finney's shitting bricks. I don't, I think he's definitely uncomfortable. He is nervous. And what's funny is I think that Danny like knows and wants to mess with him a little. And like, I don't think that Vinny knows that he's messing with him until he says, dude, chill, I'm messing with you. And there's this moment where he is like ready to back your bags because you've got to get out of my house. But of course, I love that. And then he's like, just kidding. But you know, those clever reality TV producers put that in the teaser last week, made it look like Vinny was going to get uh, kicked out. We saw Snooki almost leave in the beginning. We saw Angelina self-evict, I guess. And so I think that they like this kind of who's going to be the next one to leave idea, but I didn't buy this for a minute. One thing I think is interesting, this is a little off topic, but kind of not, is that they didn't bring in a replacement for Angelina and she left so early. I think the show well, is Well, they heavily... do, just not this season. Well, I think the show is heavily inspired by the real world. And I think their initial intention was to have it be sort of a more niche specific type of that same show. So I'm yes. surprised they didn't immediately have another person on standby to come in and fill in the cast like they would on any other show of this nature. I like Maybe that, they knew it wouldn't have been received well by the cast at that point. Like by the time they could have gotten somebody together, they would have all been like obsessed with Snooki and they just all went through everything. So I think it would have been like not the best timing. And they do eventually bring Dina as technically Angelina's replacement. It's just, I don't remember what season she's going to make her first appearance. Three. I remember specifically because oh, that's bitch. my favorite season. We'll get to it. it. It's so early, but I have a little bit of like knowledge of how Dina got in the cast. Can I just say real quick let's just get out of the way okay sure can i say it okay so to my understanding uh snooki on a youtube video she said that on the day filming started they still hadn't figured out the cast yet so right. they had a bunch of like finalists come there was like 10 or 15 or however many of each 10 or 15 guys and girls right and they all came in and had like one last final interview and they picked four of each and sent them in but it was literally like there were one decision away from not going in that's fascinating right, right? and yeah dina was one of those candidates so she almost was oh on the first don't they play it out later as if her and snooki are friends did they, they do. actually connect from the casting i think from what i've seen i think they actually did end up being friendly with each other later okay but i don't think they were like besties or are looking to vacation together i think producers wanted her and they already got along so they were like well that works let's just make it snooki's friend interesting okay Okay. And to bring it back to what the reason why this was brought up in the first place is because uh, the show is marketed differently, I think, which is what set it apart. All these other shows, they all market it as, oh, social experiment, strangers living under one roof. Yes. This was not that. Jersey Shore is a fly on the wall of what would have actually happened is the idea. I agree. Why did we start? I'm sorry. I took us on a long tangent. I apologize. 
I don't know, but I'll bring us back because we get a really big iconic moment in the beginning of this episode. We get the first mention of GTL. And were you as excited as me? I was because I was waiting for it and it took a long time. And it's like the grenade moment earlier in the season. When they talk about GTL, they talk about it as if they know it's about to become a moment. Yeah, but Vinny does not subscribe to it. He's very anti-GTL. That's been his storyline kind of this whole season. He's not a traditional. He's not a Guido. He does not follow Italian boy traditions. He does his own thing. He's also a mama's boy. So his mom probably does his laundry and he doesn't tan. He's not a stripper yet, so he's not working out. He doesn't do the GTL, but the other guys make it known that it's what Guidos do. Right. That's how they. And to be fair, I mean, like, I think at least the laundry part is very important. I hate laundry. Yeah, but it's important to keep your clothes clean. And they probably, I mean, like, how many suitcases do you think they could bring? They probably had to do laundry. Or trash At this point, they're on day 13. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) Anyways. uh, So Vinny, as he doesn't just, he doesn't subscribe to GTL, but we, we kind of pick up where he just, I guess, took, you know, he had this whole thing with the boss's girl, but all of a sudden he's very interested in Mike's sister, which like, I felt like this came out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Well, I don't, I think he was talking to her on the phone and thought she was cute. Is that what happened? Or thought she sounded cute? Where did that come from? I guess I really felt like it literally came out of nowhere. Like he was like, we should call your sister, your sister, whatever. And then when she shows up, he's like backtracks and he's like, nah, nah, nah. She looks way too much like Mike. And I'm just like, you wanted her there in the first place. What? I I can kind of see though, to be honest. Like, if you have weird vibes with a guy and you meet a sister, like I, when you meet someone's sibling, they're kind of an extension of them a little bit. And if they're annoyed with Mike, I could see her walking in and then being like, "Ugh, just because they're annoyed." But then with Mike. why did he want to be a part of that in the first place? That's true. And they were all going on about how she was a clone of Mike. I see a resemblance, but they certainly were not like twins. They look very. Different. I agree. Well, I mean, he does eventually change his mind and is a little bit about her for a second, but I don't think it really goes anywhere. The first thing I noticed when they were talking on the phone is that Vinny was like, oh, her voice is cute or whatever. I don't remember what he was saying, but I was like, is it? Is it? I, I wouldn't have. I don't know that I would judge anybody on just a voice. Like you just, I don't know. That's, I don't I know do. that's so good. I kind of do. I mean, do. we're sitting here fucking podcasting and I'm like, you, I don't judge people exactly. on their voice. <laughs> hello. Um, hello. I like, take it back. Listen. I do, I hate to say it, I do judge people by their voices. Like, if someone is like, oh, meet my friend, he's cute. And then, like, we texting and I like him. If we talk on the phone and his voice annoys me, it won't make me not go out and meet him, but it does make me less excited. I can see that. Is that, like, shallow? Can you be shallow about a voice? Well, you have to listen to it. So I guess it could be a deal breaker, but... It's one of those things, too, where... At at this stage of my life, when I first meet somebody, I try to imagine... Uh Uh-huh what life with them is going to be like when we're essentially bored of each other. When you're with somebody for a long time, certain things that were maybe once cute or once acceptable start to become very annoying. So if somebody has an annoying voice, but you're like, oh, but they're cute though, that voice becomes more and more (laughs) annoying with time. And so I tried to like, when on a first date, I'm like, oh, will that annoy me in a year? Do you see what I'm saying? I do. I do see what you're saying. I guess I've never dated somebody whose voice has annoyed me, but I could definitely see if like, some some girl had this like crazy like cheerleader voice. I might not be into that for a whole long. long well, voice like, is one example, but I just mean mannerisms in general. Just the way people talk and walk and conduct themselves, and the way they laugh, and just those kind of just general mannerisms that can become irritating over time. 
Am I painting myself in a bad light? <laughs> no, I think that we are starting to get into why you're single. So in an effort to not <laughs> continue to roast you, let's take a break. Uh, can't get enough of um hello? Never. <laughs> well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at um hello pod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash um hello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooki post. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at um hello pod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. All right, we're back. Oh, hello. Hi. Okay, so where did we leave off? Well, I think right now they're about to go to headliners. And again, I mentioned in this last episode, we start to see this pattern of Ron and Sammy kind of having that one drink, then, then leave pattern, you know? And the rest of the roommates definitely notice it and are irritated by it. Because uh, even when they're at the club, they're kind of separate. They're never really with the whole group. Yes, but then, so they they leave, and, like, if they were just going to go home to, like, fucking canoodle and just be in love, <laughs> honestly, I'd be, like, leave them alone, like, let them be. But they are in the car, and they start, at first, it's very playful and laughy and cute, and then out of nowhere, I think Ron says something that Sam deems, like, too far, and then all of a sudden, they're in a and you know what? It came out of nowhere. I mean, I guess when you're drunk. She's just mad all of a sudden. When you're drunk, I can see you getting mad over something silly. But Sam then later kind of stands by her, like being offended, like later in like her little confessionals and interviews or whatever. Yeah. So this is something she continued to be mad about when she was sober. And to me, that feels a little silly. I mean, they were play fighting and I don't think he said anything out of line. No, and if if he did say something too far because they were playing, I think if it were me, I would have just been like, hey, too far. And then if it were, you know, whoever it was would have been like, oh, sorry, sorry. And then I would have just continued on. She made it such a big deal. And then it just escalates like mad quickly. It's just like a drunk mess. And you know what? This is for me when Ron really starts to show for the first time that he's a little scary when he's angry. Yeah, he's definitely got the drunk, not home vibe. And you're not really sure what he's capable of. He goes back out to the club with Polly, I believe. And he actually says, like, whatever, I'm going to go creep. Which he doesn't. He, you know, he just goes out. He does it, but why is that your approach? Because he's toxic. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's the answer. They're very all over the place. Yeah, they exhaust me. This, it's only season one, and I'm already exhausted with these two. I think a lot of it is that they're spending literally 24 hours together. So you never get a break. They're purposely being put on the same shifts for plot lines. There's no separation. And so there's no time for like reflection or recharge time. And I think that that's playing into a lot of why they're so at bat all the time and so easily. Yeah, no, I fully agree. And I don't know if I would have made it out of that house alive if I was in their shoes. So <laughs> on a more funny note, um, when the rest of the roommates are going home later that night, Snooki has a guy that she brings. It's somebody she knows, I think, from outside of the show. But she decides she wa- he's like, he's cute and he's available. So I'm going to hook up with him. Uh-huh. Uh, but then the rest of the guys decide they're not done partying and they want to jump out of the car and go party somewhere else. And <laughs> Snooki says to him, you could go with the roommates if you want. 
why don't you say so passive aggressive and he goes (laughs) of course he does I'm not shocked by that, but that was a passive. Like you could go if you want. That was passive aggressive. And then Think she says whole... she's gonna go lesbian, which I just okay. That's such like an old like. I feel like that's such an, a, an early two thousands like thing to say. Like if you're pissed at a guy to be like, I'm going lesbo. It's problematic. <laughs> People don't say that. Not to get on our high horse or on our soapbox, but to get on our soapbox. Being gay is not an alternative for when you're sick of everything else. It's not a lifestyle choice. You, it just is. You just are. That's beautiful. Well, listen, we got to get back. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, wait. So before I do want to, I do want to insert just a quick fashion note because I have to every episode. And there's just two things I want to discuss because I'm seeing them repeated amongst the cast members. And I want to get your opinion on just two things. Number mm-hmm. one, fedoras. Fedoras are a, a big no-no for me. I don't do fedoras. Never did, never will. I won't say never did because when I was like mm. 15, mm. I had a sequined fedora with little LED lights in it. And it oh, like bitch. twinkled. It was ugly, but an ugly chic kind of like camp way. Would you say that you had this light up fedora in 2010? I think it would have been right around that same time. Yeah. Well, then you sound on brand, my friend. Okay. Here's the other, the other question I have for you. How do you feel about hair extensions? Of course, hair extensions, if they're done right, I, you know, obviously, well. some, <laughs> I don't know why hair extensions were almost exclusively terrible in that era. I don't know why it took a while for them to get it right. Cause like even like the big rich celebrities had bad extensions back then. I think the techniques or the products just weren't there yet. Cause I, I, I was watching the simple life not long ago. I and love this for us. Paris and Nicole as two wealthy, very rich, spoiled, socialized. Paris is like the human embodiment of Barbie. Her whole brand yes. is that she's beautiful and blonde and same thing. Horrible hair extensions, just not done well. Definitely just- different texture. Not a lot of blending happening. No, it would be like Bob cut off and then a couple of strands of straight hair. 100%. And Sammy is walking around. I mean, we see JWoww with extensions all the time, but Sammy's just walking around combing her hair extension (laughs) and like flipping it around. I'm just like, bitch. Sam's extensions were better than Jenny's though. Oh, I will agree with you. I will but agree it with you there. It might have been a, just a question of management because it doesn't look to me like Jay Welch had great hair of her hair at that time. Sometimes she would get that unintentional beehive where it would kind of mat up. And she never, she just like never did anything about it. I think that was part of her look though. The other thing that happened, oh no, so okay, we were talking about uh-huh. Snooki uh, passive aggressively telling her guy to go. Well, later the yes. rest of the roommates end up coming back. Yes, and, with like and tons with, of fucking people. Yeah, and Snooki's guy is with them. Yes. And Snooki is like, why did you go? And he was like, because you told me to. He doesn't understand that that was like a test. Snooki said something I found to be very funny. Lick my ass. <laughs> Valid, Lick right? my ass. <laughs> and then there's just like, I feel like chaos that ensues and just leads to like fights because of everyone telling everybody to leave. I don't know. Like, do you know exactly? I've kind of like don't understand fully what happened to lead to this like all of a sudden fight between Snooki and whoever else was over. Well, I feel like they were all just hanging out and a bunch of girls just show up. I don't know that they were invited they didn't or come followed back anything. with the guys. I don't think so. No, I think uh... to my understanding, I think they just showed up. I think the guys came back without girls and these the girls that come back, a few of them are, are girls from the other night that were blown yeah. off by Mike and Vinny. So maybe that was like a producer thing to have them come back. I, I agree that I think it was producer intervention. It's one of those moments where you're like, oh yeah, this is a reality show. Like why else yeah. would they just show up randomly? 
And I think there's, they bring a few friends. I think there's some unfamiliar faces and they come back just to fight. I actually have a lot of thoughts about the instigating of all these fights, but do you want to take a break before we get into it? Let's. Okay. Oh, gee, wow. I am very excited about today's sponsor. Oh, why would that be? Because today's sponsor is me. <gasps> My TikTok account to be specific because I I do have a TikTok, not, mm-hmm. not to brag, but I am a micro-influencer. A it's, successful TikToker. It's really not a big deal. It's not. I do these videos that I call duet challenges, but what they really are is guided karaoke. Um, I'll, I'll sing a line of a song and then I leave the line for you and then we'll harmonize and sing together and it's it's like doing karaoke with your friend except it's me through your phone well if you out there uh enjoy doing karaoke to cheesy pop songs from the 2010s then you will love my account uh give me a follow at cookie olafante that's cookie o-l-a-p-h-a-n-t-e welcome back we are back Let's do, let's get the, let's do the wholesome stuff first, because there's a lot to get into with the fighting. But first, before we get into the fights, we actually get another big family visit. We had Ron's last episode, and now we have Vinny's family coming in to a dinner that I want to attend. Yes. Uh, first of all, Vinny's family is quite large. There's a lot of damn people that show up. Everybody's showing up. But they come prepared with a goddamn feast. Well, Vinny's mom really makes a name for herself. Like she becomes kind of a fan favorite. And this is the first time we see her, but she's still on the episodes of the family reunion. Like people love Vinny's family. Is Uncle Nino here? I don't think if he was, we didn't get the name drop yet. Right. He's also the other reoccurring family member of Vinny's. I have to say really quick that I and my family had an Uncle Nino. Really? Yes. And I think Uncle Nino is kind of an Italian thing, but this was by accident. It was just that my great uncle was the Mm -hmm. godfather of like half of his nieces and nephews and not the other half. So I think they just all grew up. Some of them, he was uncle. Some of them, he was Nino. So they just kind of mixed it and he became Uncle Nino to that entire generation of kids. Uh, I will tell you that my grams has this kind of same style of cooking as Vinny's mom, where it's just over prepare because you can always have leftovers. That's how my grams cooks like even I brought my girlfriend to dinner with my grams when we were home for the holidays and my grams made like three pounds of chicken for just the two of us I'm like grams who do you think is eating all this that is definitely an Italian thing to overfeed like I don't know what it is we we need to overfeed people. well I grew up at, with um Mexican-American grandparents and I think it's similar culture and me- with Mexican culture the, the definitely the, the feeding and overfeeding and I think the idea is that you're not only providing right now, but you're also providing for the future because there's leftovers. And I and I have to say, I'm a leftover girl. I love leftovers sometimes more than the original meal. So when people cook way too much, I'm like, give me a box. I'm mad at it. Give me a Tupperware right now. I'm mad at it. Also, I feel like Vinny's mom, they're, they've kind of, you know, painted him as the mama's boy. And so she's like, here, I brought your socks. I'll change your laundry, wear your sheets at. Let me get in here. <laughs> and I get the impression after meeting his mom for the first time on this episode that a lot of... um he is such a mama's boy, Vinny. And I feel like a lot of his kind of judgments and critiques of everybody, I'm starting to get a sense of where some of that might come from because she's not a mean, she's not mean or, or, or like rude, but she's very, um, 
kind of intense and, and observational very exactly very observational so I feel like I'm seeing a little bit of where some of his personality is coming from in this first season I can see that for sure to what you said that at the beginning I also very much would have loved to attend this dinner everything looks fantastic it was a great it moment. was a good moment it was cute all right let's get into the fighting and I want to tell you my theory here Okay. Because ever since one incident, there's been a lot of what seems to me is perceivably like instigated fights. So my Mm. theory is that you mentioned that the fight with Snooki put kind of Jersey Shore on the map. And I'm wondering if they were thinking like, hey, we're known for fighting. We need to kind of continue this because a lot of the fights that then happen, especially with this same guy who's first he's instigating with Polly, then Ron. Uh, Like, I'm thinking, did they plant him because of the success that happened from that first fight? I think in future seasons, yes. I don't know that they were aware just yet. At least they weren't. I don't. They definitely didn't know about the punch and how that would affect the show because it hadn't aired yet. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I I think this kind of show, I think the producers in their mind, they were producing a soap opera essentially so i definitely think there was some planted drama or instigated drama because it was supposed to have like almost a soap opera energy okay so here's the difference though like the night that they had multiple girls at the house and and, and situation of paul are like who are we going to kick out who's going to stay okay mm-hmm. i can definitely see that instigation but this is like instigating violence it's like hey go antagonize them until it gets physical that's really not only what it seems like but once it escalates to the point where like ron and sam are walking on the boardwalk how in the world were they supposed to get out of that situation right and you know what i will say reality tv producers have a reputation for being a bit vulturous if that makes sense the whole nature of their job is to kind of lie and manipulate the cast Uh and create drama if there is not naturally drama and i think they do like to kind of set up situations and then pretend they didn't expect it like yeah and then be lax about like protecting their cast though that's what i don't like and and i think there's a lot of like oh we didn't know they would attack but like at that point like ron is like okay just like bullet point of what happened this guy is instigating with polly at the bar and polly's like i'm not feeding into it i'm not feeding into it snooki is almost kind of like mad at ron and sam for doing their thing and ron and sam are this like whatever we're gonna leave and as they're leaving this guy follows them him and this this girl and antagonizes Ron to the point where like Ron is backing up because they're both like kind of trying to take swings at him. And so at that point, if Ron is backing up from this guy, you've watched this guy jump the cast to try and, you know, start a fight. Why would then they not be like, yeah, we're going to need security. Like they're absolutely letting it escalate way far before they bring security in. And mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I do too. And at the time I loved it. Cause it was like, you know, when I was 15, I was like, Ooh, spicy drama. But now looking back, it is a little weird knowing that there's a dozen cameramen, producers, people yes. with microphones, people with lights. I mean, this is a whole production and nobody is stepping in. You don't see one producer really ever on camera. And that's bizarre to me because I hate to keep bringing up other shows, but it's hard not to compare this to shows like the real world Yeah, where the second you get too close to someone, the producers step in and get in between. There's no space for violence like that. And if there is violence, it's isolated and quick. Yeah, I'm not sure why this show gets the pass. They just let them go. 
And it feels like if they did step in, they waited way too long. And to be fair, this isn't the part of the show that I like watching. I would still rather watch Ron and Sam get in a stupid argument over Sam's big toe than watch (laughs) them fight some random punk dude that just thinks he's tough and is getting in their face for no reason. And it makes you wonder about how they got away with it because I think a big reason why producers and other shows step in so quick is because they don't want to have legal issues. Right. And so I wonder how they got away with this on this show because Ron kind of got a good couple of punches in at least. I mean, at that point, it was absolutely nothing but self-defense because this guy wasn't going to stop. And I feel like they're almost instructed like, okay, don't intervene until there's contact. Yeah. But even then... When they started rolling around, again, I didn't see a single producer. All I saw was the girlfriends. Trying Sam to the, fucking pull, yeah. Tr- Sam and this other random girl trying to pull these big, both of these are big ass guys apart from each other. No producers, no security. What the fuck? No. And like I said, I really think this fight was unavoidable. And then we get into like a pretty dark Sam and Ron moment because he's kind of saying to her, like, I had to do that because you said this, which is not true. I don't think I had anything to do with Ron or Sam or anything. And he's like getting mad at her, whatever. And then um, I guess he like shoves her. Oh, yeah. He fully on the boardwalk. He gives her a good shot uh, like he pushes her i would love to say that ron is different now and has like gotten mm, better but he has not. recently been in the news for domestic violence i'm pretty sure he's currently not allowed to be on the show as a result of some of the allegations and so like anything that's happening with him is clearly not new like he has a history of being violent and that is like not okay and i don't know why sam wouldn't have just like run the other way in her position i mean i don't know maybe she didn't feel like she had that option well she's stuck in a house with him that and then i I don't know i mean she was so young and who knows what her past experiences had been but i agree ron unfortunately always has and always or has continued to be problematic i don't want to say he always will be because i don't know what his future is but He showed his hands really early on. This is midway through the first season and he's already shoving his new girlfriend. And it's different too when we see like Mike being such a dickhead because we know the journey that he's gone on to actually be like a good guy, a good husband, a good father and stuff. And so it's disappointing to see that Ronnie is still, I mean, they've even said it on the show that he's just like in a dark place. He hasn't hit rock bottom yet, but what's it going to take? Because like a lot of times situation was just hurting himself, but like Ronnie, you're hurting other people. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause Mike had his little storyline of being problematic, but really his thing was that he was just kind of an egomaniac, maybe some narcissistic trait. I don't know maybe if he's a narcissist in there. Yeah. So he had some behavior problems in that way, but like you said, it really affected himself and maybe, maybe his loved ones in indirect ways. Yeah. But Ronnie was actively violent and aggressive yep. and on camera. So when yeah. people act like that on camera, how do you think they act in a private setting? That's a good point. And in retrospect, we kind of let that go. Like come the next episode, I think a lot of the audience may have not forgotten, but moved past I it. Think- I think that they've shown Ronnie in enough of a good light that they let him apologize and Mm -hmm. they actually like take it. But I really think that production should have been like, yeah, 
you're like one second away from getting kicked the fuck off this show. If not been like, yeah, we don't condone this. Ronnie's, I don't know, suspended or like at minimum, there should have been some sort of repercussion other Mm -hmm. than just Sam and Snooki saying to him, you know, we're mad at you. And it's been that way for season after season after season after season. He keeps showing his hand. And I love this show, of course. I will continue to stand. But this is one where it's like, it's a little, it is a little strange to look back. And this continued, like you mentioned, into family reunion. This is behavior that he's continued up until now to exhibit. And it does feel like the show is apologizing on his behalf. The way they frame him yes. is like, they're like, oh, he messes up, but he, but look, he's a good guy and he means well. Like that's how they're framing him. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he has good sides to him, but if I was a producer, I might've had to let him go. Well, mm-hmm. we absolutely don't condone violence, but that's, uh, we've missed that. Fights were going to be a big theme of this season. Mm-hmm. We see more of that in the preview for next week. I think we're going to have to continue to dig in and it's not all things, like I said, that's that we, that we would condone happening today. That's for sure. Agreed. And I do have one little soundbite. I normally try to have funny soundbites. This one's not necessarily funny, but I did want to say in a previous episode of our podcast, I mentioned a Sam quote that I always quote. Yeah. And she said it in this episode. Okay. I always say this every time I like playfully argue or have a light debate with somebody, I go, you traumatize me. (gasps) That is from, it is from this episode. You traumatize me. This is from this episode and it's not funny. It's not funny. I just had to point out that. You just traumatized me. And it, <laughs> I didn't feel bad, but I just had to play uh, it because. I, it's a valid statement, at least. And I almost feel bad that in retrospect, because, you know, I've been saying it for so long that it's like far gone from the show. But actually hearing her say it is like, oh, that's sad. It's not funny. I mean, I listen, was, we all quote mommy dearest, don't we? So there's oh, a little fucked oh. upness everywhere. Tina, bring me the axe. That's my favorite line. <laughs> Amazing. I know that this episode ended on um, kind of some dark things, but my cookie quote for this week brings us back to a little bit of lightness. Um, do you want to be Vinny or Polly for our us- cookie quote? I usually pick, so I'll let you pick this time. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Who do I want? I'm going to be Polly. Okay. I'll be Vinny. Okay. <clears throat> Where are you going? Gym, tan, and laundry. You're welcome to come with us. To gym, tan, and laundry? No. You're driving me, driver. Let's go. These guys are robots. I don't follow all these rules at all. Like, those aren't fun things at all. (laughs) End scene. GTL. It's iconic whether Vinny wants to subscribe or not. And the other guy's uh, defense, you have to do it. You have to get, they have to get the stuff out of the way. So they're making it like a communal moment. They're making it, they're they're making it an opportunity to bond. It is a very roomy bond thing. So Vinny, grow up and do your laundry. (laughs) Uh, he does eventually, I believe, become a member of the Gymtown Laundry Crew. Well, stick with us to find out because we're trucking right along in the season, but there's a lot more left. So make sure you've liked and subscribed and followed, left us a review, follow us on socials. You can find me at Gina Finio on Instagram, at Bisexual Gina on TikTok, and you can go to my website, GinaFinio.com. And I am at Cookie Olafonte on Instagram and TikTok. And you can go to songsbycookie.com to buy my merchandise or uh, my music. Hell yeah. I love the Jersey Shore, bitch. Yes. And our show social media is at um, hello Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Um, hello. Um, hello. Um, goodbye. Um, goodbye. <laughs> get crazy. Get wild. Let's party. Get loud if you want to have
something If you wanna have fun and do something Party, get loud. If you wanna have fun and do something, if you wanna have fun and do something. Ooh.